Welcome to the Career Happiness Podcast. My name is Soma Ghosh. I am the founder of a business called the Career Happiness Mentor. And within this podcast, we explore themes around career happiness, confidence, well-being, and so much more. Not only do I do one-to-one personalized episodes to really, really support you as a listener, but you will have the chance to listen to really, really amazing guests from all corners of not just world, but different industries. It's really, really important that you are not only happy in your career, but you make time to progress in a way that feels right for you. So if you want to have more energy in your career, change your career, find out more about how to potentially start a business or even help your teenager with careers advice, this is the podcast for you. Thanks so much. Hey, everyone. Before we get into today's episode, practical interview preparation tips, I just wanted to do a quick pre-intro. I know I haven't always been doing pre-intros in the last few episodes, and especially also in the last couple of interviews that I've had, but I haven't needed to because the guests, the last two guests have done such a good job of succinctly describing what they do and how we know each other. Um, so you may not always get pre-intros from me when guests come on, um, unless I have announcements is what I've decided to do. And in this case, I do have an announcement. So you're going to be getting, um, this episode plus another episode, and then there's going to be a break, um, in August, about two week break. So July, there will be a complete set of episodes. You should have already hopefully listened to the episode, the interview that I did with Nick, there's going to be this episode and the next episode will all be about um, helping parents with GCSE options but yeah I'm basically going to be on a break for about two or three weeks so I haven't disappeared I haven't got anywhere I'm just taking a break because I'm always about practicing what I preach so for me I really really want you guys to know that I will be back in August but these will be the last two episodes um, for this tail end of the summer and I'll be back in mid-August. Um, hoping for about two or three two or three week break, I don't know yet. Um, but I will announce it on my Twitter page. I'll announce it on LinkedIn so you'll see. But I also won't be on Instagram um, or Twitter or LinkedIn for a few weeks as well. But if you do want to get in touch with me via email, I will be very sparsely checking those. (laughs) My um, out of office will be on. But if there's anything that you want to ask me in the meanwhile, please do get in touch. But I'll get back to you probably when I'm back from my break. Have a really, really great summer, everyone. And I just thought I would let you all know. Hello, everyone. And in today's podcast episode, I'm going to be talking about three practical interview preparation tips. So... Within this episode, I'm going to be sharing some tips around what you can do to prepare your interview. But one of the reasons why I felt really called to do this episode is because I often get emails, questions, and I've had sessions with clients around this time and time again. And it's proving to still be very popular. It's proving to still be very topical. And I feel like at the moment, more than ever, whilst people are um, perhaps quitting their job or in between their jobs and not feeling that happiness and satisfaction 
this is of the utmost importance and I really wanted to just come here today and share um, some tips with you. Before I kind of get into the tips with you today, I want to talk a little bit about the context behind this episode. So as an introvert, us introverts tend to think more intuitively when we're an introvert, I'm talking as a fellow introvert here, and when we go for interviews, we often maybe overthink and analyse and have a habit of feeling extra, extra nervous about interviews, right? So this is for those fellow introverts as well, this episode, but also I think it probably will be quite a practical one for an extrovert who likes to talk quite a lot. And in terms of, you know, your sociability, you probably don't get nervous, but maybe you over talk when you're responding to questions. And that's an important thing to note. But also the other reason why I thought this would be a really, really um, useful episode to talk about is that I think a lot of people tend to get very, very hung up about interview preparation. They don't like doing it. And it isn't the most, you know, exciting thing to do, but it can help you. It can help your um, job um, job hunt preparation. It can help you be seen as a more worthy job candidate. And there are a lot of really, really good reasons to do it. And I think a lot of the reasons why people don't do it is because it requires a little bit of work. It requires practice. It's almost like a bit of a revision as well, is what I would say. And what I mean by that is when I'm using this word revision, I'm saying that you know how we used to prepare for our exams and some of you may still be doing professional exams. You have to recap over information, you have to memorize it, you have to learn it and you have to implement things. Preparing for a job interview is a little bit like that, but it's something that you do that is about yourself. And although most people like talking about themselves sometimes, (laughs) some people when they're put in social situations where they're under pressure and then they have to talk about their skills and experience, it makes them feel icky and they don't always have all the tools in place. It's almost like having a toolbox where, you know, when you're um, fixing a light bulb or fixing a fuse or you're doing something really, really practical, you can't do that without having a proper toolbox in place. And if you prepare for an interview, you're doing the same thing. And so I really, really think And there's three P's that I want to share with you within this episode today, that people don't plan enough for a job interview, they don't prepare enough, and they don't practice enough. And I'm going to be breaking those things down in today's episode. But I also want to say that if you are currently going through the job hunt whilst in a job, or whilst you're going through a sabbatical, whatever kind of situation you're in right now, don't let the rejection hold you back. Don't let things hold you back. I wrote a blog post about what it's like when you're not getting through to the interview stage because that can also be really, really infuriating. But if you're finding that you're doing lots of interviews and maybe you're getting to the first stage and you're not getting to the next stage or you're going through to the third stage but you're not getting through to the fourth or you're feeling quite overwhelmed by all the different types of interviews, this is the episode for you to really, really listen to to kind of help you, you know, have a bit more, um, I would say, self-love for yourself because I feel like often there's a lot of advice out there around what you should and shouldn't be doing and I will be breaking some of that down today 
But also the main reason for me doing this episode with you guys today was to also encourage you to not give up because I think often people just say, oh, you know, I don't know what to say or if a question is ad hoc, this happens or that happens. So I want to just kind of take out the negativity of what comes with job interviews and concentrate on what you can do to prepare yourself so that you show up as the best version of yourself because sometimes when we don't get uh, a job role it's not because we are necessarily the problem always it could be because that company just doesn't see us as being a good fit or it's a blessing in disguise and I want you guys to remember that so I'm going to now talk about the tips that I have for you here today and I think are going to be really really helpful to you practical tips the first thing is preparation and planning and I've already mentioned the three P's plan prepare and practice so when I'm talking about preparation and planning what am I what am I meaning here what do I mean with preparation you need to prepare for your job interview you need to have tools in place you need to plan what I'm going to do is I'm going to flip that a little bit and actually say planning is the first P yeah. With planning, what does that involve? It means that once you get invited to a job interview via email, letter or telephone, you then need to think about, okay, do I know much about this organisation? What are the things that I need to know about this organisation that's really going to help me? You know, What kind of company are they? Are they a um, very corporate company? How many uh, do they have? one CEO, co-CEO, what type of organisation are there? So before you even start doing the prep, you need to start planning in a way where you are finding out as much information about this organisation as much as possible. Even though you applied and, you know, you might have applied through LinkedIn, you might have done um, an application form and you already had to do a bit of planning around that. This is where you're going to have to do a bit more research. And I would recommend doing at least an hour or maybe two hours if possible of research into the company looking at how your job role fits within the company looking at how they um, work within the team of what you're doing and really really trying to understand and get an overall picture of what they do before you go to the interview because that will really really help you and if possible if it's possible for you to talk to someone at the organization before you even go for the interview to get a feel for that or just reach out to someone on LinkedIn and send them a quick message. Someone who might not even be in your department just to get an idea of the company culture and to just really, really understand what is entailed within that organisation. This is where there's a little bit of planning involved. Also, when I'm talking about planning here, I'm talking about do you know where their office is if you've got to go there in person? Do you know um, a little bit about what they already do overall as a holistic picture because if the company has um their you know if they're kind of have their fingers in lots of different pies and they're not just in let's say you know applying to a financial role and that's the job they've asked you for but overall they do something bigger than that have you looked into how you know you need to know about those projects and how that's going to come into your work it's important that you really really plan and research in the best way so when I'm talking about planning I'm talking about lots of things I'm talking about the logistics side of planning of you know what the interview is going to be like and I'm also talking about you researching into the company as much as possible the other thing around planning I would say as well is that when you um, 
know the type of interview that it is, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about this in a minute, is that have you done enough planning to understand the differences and what that's going to entail? And this is where the preparation piece comes into play. So when we're talking about preparation, we are talking about you um, putting your best step forward to prepare so that you can really, really show up in this interview. And preparation isn't just about you planning. It's also about you having an awareness of what may come up. And this is where people stumble and this is where people struggle. The main reason being is because a lot of people ask me, but Shroma, I don't know what questions are going to come up. I don't know what they're going to ask me. It's an assessment-based view. It's this, it's that. And you know what? We don't have crystal balls where we know what they're going to ask us. But if we prepare, if we put you know planning tools in place, and if we have an awareness of the prep that we need to do, and some of that prep, just to break it down for you, is that if it's a competency-based interview then you will already have an awareness of what some of the questions are that they're going to potentially ask you. Things like, you know, why have you applied to this role? What do you think you can bring to this role? Why is it that you want to work for our company? How much do you know about dot dot company? Those are, you know, some of the standard questions that they may ask you in an interview. But also they may then ask you, you know, what skills and experience do you have that best suits you to this job? And I'm giving some very common questions here, firstly, because those are the questions that no doubt you have been asked time and time again in your competency-based one-to-one interviews. And you could be having those interviews via video on Zoom or, or Teams, or you could be having this interview in person. So it's up to you to be able to already, you know, have prepared that and made time for that to know what the type of questions are. If, suppose, you're changing your industry and you don't know what type of questions they're going to ask you, then you need to go to a recruiter or somebody and find out the type of questions you think you're going to be asked. This is where, and this is the second part of the puzzle piece that I wanted to talk about a little bit more, you need to practice the next tip, tip number two. In order for you to practice, you need to have an awareness of how much time you need to give before you go to your interview. So when I'm talking about practicing, I'm talking about practicing your answers, knowing what you're going to say, doing a good overview. So going through your CV very thoroughly with a fine tooth comb or your LinkedIn profile and taking time to write down some of the highlights of your career. So you can talk about that in your job interview, taking some time to um, go through your CV on link- or LinkedIn and maybe um, see what the different experience you have there and practice it. Practice it with um, a family member or colleague. And when I mean that, I mean just like practicing your answers, especially if you feel really, really nervous at job interviews. Many of the clients I've worked with have actually done mock interviews with them. So if you feel really nervous about job interviews, when I'm also talking about practice, I'm talking about maybe do a mock interview with someone, pay somebody to do that with you, because they can give you some real feedback onto where you may be going wrong. One of the things that happens is when people get very, very nervous or, you know, the question is like given to them, They sometimes stumble on their answers and they will answer straight away. There won't be any pauses and they'll just like forget the second part of the question and they'll just 
carry on going. And we as human beings, when we go to these kind of things, there will be a natural amount of adrenaline that we have. There will be a natural amount of nervousness that we have. But if you're unsure about anything, if the question is a double barreled question where it says, you know, what skills and experience do you bring to the job? And can you give us an overview of what you have previously done? And then also dot, 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 if they add something else to the question. And then the question is so long, you get quite overwhelmed. Ask them to repeat the question because this is where you need to be able to give as much as you can but don't concentrate too much on you know is this the right answer is this the wrong answer by practicing by doing a mock interview by um, doing something maybe with a colleague or family member that will help you understand if you're talking for too long a period of time or too short a period of time it's recommended that when you are answering questions that you and I answer that question for more than about two to three minutes. But longer than that, you may end up going on a bit of a, you know, a tirade, a bit of a rant or a bit or, or you know, giving too much information. So you don't want to make the answer too long either, but you want to have a good balance. And if you're struggling vocally or you don't have anyone to practice with, write down what you would say as if you're filling in a job, job application form and read it back to yourself and really, really practice on that because that will help you also try and practice scenario based situations and this is where I'm going to go into tip number three a little bit because tip number three is about the different types of interviews if you know there's going to be an assessment or if you know that there's going to be maybe some kind of behavioral um, test that you've got to do is there a way that you can practice that online before you do your job interview is there a situation where you can put yourself forward to do that first? Because you may find on the day when you're doing a um, behavioural type test that you'll get really, really nervous and you've, you know, you've never experienced that before. And this is why I keep on going back to the mock interview. Sometimes having a mock interview like that can actually prepare you to put your best foot forward. But yeah, number two is all about practising, practising your answers, putting the preparation and planning into play from that and having an awareness that all of the answers are actually within you already but it's about making sure that you keep on rehearsing so that you're prepared and that when you go to the job interview not only are you showing up as your best self but you're showing up as an asset and you're showing your unique selling points what only you have to offer and the practice part of the interview um, preparation will help you know them see that you're somebody who has um, a lot of great skills but better than that they will also see that this person has actually come here and they're serious about this job role and they want to work for us so all these things come into play now going in a little bit further into tip number three is the types of interviews and I've already mentioned two of them really really quickly competency-based which is a one-to-one interview where you might have one or two people asking you competency-based questions which are basically the questions that they will ask to assess whether they think you're competent to do that role and whether they think you're up to scratch and you know they think that you'll be um, a good person to come on board to their team right and those are the ones which are most common but as things have evolved and since obviously the pandemic we didn't have those one-to-one situations we only had video interviews 
you know, these things are still there. They're usually kind of the first stage of multiple um, interviews, um, or multiple interview process, which I'll talk a little bit more about in a minute. But the multiple kind of interview process involves you, you know, doing a, an introductory interview first, seeing if you're okay with that, then having maybe um, an assessment where you might have to do some tasks to see if you can do that job day to day, then having another interview with maybe more senior members, then maybe doing another test again, or talking to a CEO of the company, and then having an overall kind of like last interview for them to confirm whether or not you're the right person for that job. So there may be five to six rounds of the interview within the multiple interview, which is kind of the second type of interview that you need to know about. The third one is a panel or committee interview, which is kind of where you may have maybe five, six, seven people asking you multiple questions, not just to see your competency, but to see the kind of person you are and to test whether or not you're the type of person that they see themselves working with day in and day out within the organisation. And a lot of this is around sometimes saving time. So if they don't have time to do um, the multiple rounds, they do these interviews so then everybody can come together and assess whether or not somebody is right for that job role. Um, this is especially maybe something that comes up when an, a job role needs to be filled perhaps quickly or they want to get an overall picture of what you might be like under pressure in a panel situation and you may even have to do a presentation sometimes within these interviews so that's something to bear in mind as well i'm just gonna have a quick sip of water here um, the fourth type is maybe a behavioral interview so i'd heard of behavioral interviews before and i've already mentioned it very quickly when i was talking about practice this is something that recently I saw in a documentary on BBC as well. And um, I think the documentary was called The Computer Says No. And it was all about how artificial intelligence is playing into the recruitment process when people are being recruited for jobs. And um, the behavioural interview, or you know, basically is when a computer screen comes up and you get asked aptitude tests and lots of different tests that you have to do or on top of that you may even need to answer a question really really quickly and then record that within 30 seconds and then they're assessing you based on that and your body language gets assessed and all sorts of different things and sometimes these types of interviews are used during redundancy processes and this documentary was really, really interesting. I'll put a link to the documentary that the journalist Daniel Henry did. But it was very interesting watching this because I've had women come to me who've done these things, who've not always had the greatest experience and felt quite deflated by the whole thing. And I think it's important to note that a lot of this kind of technology can overwhelm people, but it's important to know about these behavioural interviews as well, linked to technology. There are also situations where the organisation who is assessing you may just send you an online form or online link to do this. So don't panic too much if it's not as rigorous in terms of the AI. It depends on the organisation and the company and the approach they have. And I want to say that because I think that's really, really important. The fifth type of interview, and this is one when I was doing my research around interview types, that I think um, 
a lot of the time, this is more about how you're networking. So if you're quite a good networker on LinkedIn or, you know, you're part of lots of groups, this is where somebody might already know you because you work together through other organisations and they may think, oh, this person might be a good fit for this job that we've got here. So they may invite you to a breakfast or lunch interview and it's a lot more informal and um, it will be much more around them maybe assessing and getting to know you a bit more in um, a personal way and a professional way. And because they already know you and you already maybe networked or worked together on, on projects through different organisations, they're kind of in a way headhunting you and seeing and assessing if you would be a good match. And lunch or breakfast may be on them, but make sure that you conduct yourself in a good manner because with these interviews, they are informal, but also at the same time, these interviews are about them really, really seeing, you know, um, not just how serious you are, but seeing if you would be thinking about potentially working with them and um, looking at if you want to progress your career. I mean, this type of interview may occur if perhaps they've seen your potential and they know that you're worth more on the organisation you already work for and not seeing that. So it might even be a, a role that is quite diverse or um, in a way may even be a promotion. So this is also one to think about as well. And the last one is obviously, um, you know, your kind of um, assessment interview which probably may be more around a test that you have to do on the computer. So similar to the one I was talking about before, but the difference behind this could be that you may have to ask, answer very, very practical questions. This is quite common within kind of like engineering, IT-based roles, medical roles. You may even have to demonstrate how you would do a procedure so if you're a doctor or if you're somebody that does something very practical like an engineer you would then be put into a situation where you would then need to do that task or activity in front of everyone so these interviews are obviously very very high level for you know sometimes high level roles but I think a lot of the time one of the reasons why some companies want you to do these type of interviews is because they feel as though it assesses whether or not you can do the work and, you know, within certain time frames. The other one that I've actually forgotten to mention as an additional one is sometimes you're in a situation where you have to do a group interview. And a group interview is something where you have to do a group exercise. So you work together as a group to do an exercise. And what they're actually looking for in this interview is they're looking to see not only how you work as a team player and individually, but they're also like looking to see how you resolve problems in this interview. So it's important to remember this one because sometimes these interviews are done almost like an assessment as well. So be wary of that as well, especially if the job requires a lot of teamwork. And I think teamwork is a huge thing that many organisations are looking for because not one role can sometimes exist without another role. And this is especially true of financial jobs and IT-based jobs. So be aware that you know there are lots of different types. I've gone through about six, seven types with, their, with, with you today. I went through competency, panel, behavioural, lunch or breakfast, assessment and group. So that's about six there. But be aware of the fact that you know, you may even have even more specialised interviews 
that you, that you have to do as part of your interview preparation process. But I hope this in this kind of podcast episode has given you a bit more insight into some practical tips. What I'm going to do, I'm just going to quickly recap over some of the things I spoke about today very quickly before I leave you. First thing I spoke about was preparation, what you can do to prepare and planning. So preparation, planning, kind of going together and what that entails. The second thing was about practicing, practicing for your interview, practicing for your assessments, making sure that you have an awareness, obviously, of what you need to be practicing for, but not worrying too much about exactly what is going to be asked. But if you have the practice in place, you will already have the preparation and planning in place and it will all come together. And lastly, I went through you know, some some interview type um, questions that might be asked, but more concentrating on the types of interviews that are out there that you're going to be asked. And I think it's really, really important that you have an awareness around the fact that the interview types will be different from industry based to industry. And I'm doing this as, a, as an overview because I have such a broad range of people that listen to this podcast. The last thing that I want to say before I leave you, and you know, as I've done a roundup is two extra points. Firstly, remember, part of your preparation is also for you to ask them questions towards the end of the interview. If you haven't, like, like, if you don't know what you're going to ask them, that doesn't always create a good impression. So make sure that you also know what you're going to ask them quickly. And secondly, even if you're not getting the results you want from your interview process, be consistent. Be consistent. And what I mean by that is don't give up if things are not going into play and you are not getting the results you want carry on going through interviews if you know that you need help you know where I am there are many other people who also give expertise around this as well go and get help talk to your recruiter see how you can improve if you're really worried it's your technique or overall you know nervousness because there are always always ways around this and I hope this episode helps Thanks, as always, for listening to the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Career Happiness Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media or with somebody you know it will make a significant difference to. And remember, if you haven't already, please take some time to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much.